Northwestern Medicine, relentless in their pursuit of better health care. Learn more at nm.org slash better. 936, and this is Dean Richards. Sunday morning. We're happy to welcome onto the program our pal, Dr. Kevin Most, Chief Medical Officer, Northwestern Central DuPage Hospital. And happy holiday to you, my friend. How are you? You too, Dean. I'm doing great. Uh, you know, finally have some good weather on a weekend, and it's great that it's a holiday weekend. So hopefully you're going to get out of there quickly and go enjoy the day. Yeah, I don't know if uh, you uh, have ever done this before, but this uh, a lot of people on days like this will go on what is called a golf course. Really? And uh, oh. get uh, clubs and uh, hit a ball around. You may want to try that. Uh, you, I might, 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 be, I might think about that. Yeah, yeah. It might be something you'd enjoy. I don't know. It's I, called I, golf, huh? Okay. I'll, it's I'll called golf, up. yeah. Yes, it is called golf. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, so let's hit a couple of COVID topics, but I also want to hit some 4th of July weekend uh, safety topics also. Uh, all I've been hearing about this week is that we are going to have another wave of infections coming in in the fall and the winter. Are, do you think that we're in a period now, or like sort of a, a calm before the storm? I do. I think, unfortunately, this BA4 and BA5 are really starting to ramp up. And unfortunately, with this strain, it's showing that people can get an infection a second time or a third time. So it's almost getting, I don't want to say like the common cold, but where you can get infected over and over again. And we're just seeing some numbers ramping up here that are pretty, pretty substantial in the community, not in the hospital. And all the more reason uh, to be vaccinated and boosted. Because when this next wave comes in, if you do get infected, it won't be as severe as, you know, the original cases of COVID that put people in hospitals. Correct. I mean, that's one thing that we have really shown is that those individuals who are fully vaccinated and boosted have a much lesser chance of getting long COVID and have a much shorter duration of the illness. Those who are not are still getting, I don't want to say fairly sick, but they are not having fun for a good 10, 14 days, yeah. and the risk of long COVID certainly rises with them. Yeah, a few uh, people, friends, co-workers uh, that have gotten COVID over the past couple of weeks, you know, they've been home for a couple of weeks. Uh, but they've, I, I've said, uh, well, you know, have the symptoms been mild? It's not really. It's, they said it's no fun uh, what, what people are going through, even though they are vaxxed with double boosting. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's uh, it's one of those ugly illnesses. And we have to remember, too, that, you know, the vaccine certainly based on the original COVID strain is going to give us some protection. But the the variants, unfortunately, have a way of kind of working their way around and still get making sure that they're infecting enough people to continue to spread. So the vaccine will certainly help you. And I certainly hope people get it. Um, I think we're going to have much more conversation about what the fall is going to look like from a vaccine point of view, as well as an outbreak point of view here over the next few weeks. Yeah, people uh, in the Chicago area, numbers are up in the Chicago area, so be aware of that. What's the the progress of these uh, vaccines that uh, Moderna and Pfizer are working on that will deal more specifically with uh, the Omicron variant? Yeah, you know, Dean, we're going to look back at this and go, oh, my gosh, how confusing could we have made it for people? And certainly it appears that it's going to again. So really, the the cliff notes of it is when Omicron came, we both had Moderna and Pfizer saying, "Okay, Omicron is here. Let's start working on a vaccine that would take care of Omicron, as well as 
just basic COVID, so making a, what we call a bivalent vaccine. Well, what happens then is BA4 and BA5 pop up, and now all of a sudden the FDA is saying, hey, you know what, time out on your vaccine for just basic Omicron. We want you now to work on a vaccine that is going to have BA4 and BA5 because that is going to be the predominant strain. So now it's going to be a race to can we get that not only produced, tested, but manufactured by the fall. And it looks like it is going to be a tight race. Here's uh, Kathy on the line at 312-981-7200. You're on with Dr. Kevin Most. Thank Hi, you so much for taking my call, Dr. Most. I love listening to you every weekend and, and you too, Dean. Um, all right. So my daughter and I plan on taking our uh, my grandson for his first um, vaccine next week and he, again he's only a year old um, we've all been vaccinated and um, have also had some side effects afterwards you know like with body aches muscle aches headaches sore um, injection sites um, will he okay you can't just say he will but if he should um, start crying, obviously he's not talking yet, but um, if he's obviously uncomfortable and, and, and in pain, how can we make him feel better? Yeah. yeah. So does a, does a one-year-old have the same kind of side effects that an adult might have? Well, you know, Kathy, I'm glad you asked this question because it's extremely interesting right now that you're going to bring this child in. We have two vaccines that have been approved for these, that age group, the Pfizer vaccine and the Moderna vaccine. Now, the interesting thing is Pfizer, much lower dose, one-tenth of the adult's dose, and that has shown in the studies to have much milder reactions. So if, uh, if a parent is concerned about the reactions and the side effects, you would certainly go with Pfizer. But you have to understand that you just extended it because it's a three-shot regime now over 12, 11 weeks. Versus Moderna went the other way and said, you know, we're going to give a strong vaccine right off the bat. You might have more side effects, but you're going to be fully protected in four weeks. So that's a decision that parents have to make now is, am I willing to wait the 12 weeks to get full protection, knowing that it's going to have lower side effects? Or am I going to say, you know what, we're going to bite the bullet, but we're going to be fully protected. And we're going to have these transient side effects for a day or two where we're going to treat them with Tylenol and they're not going to feel great. But knowing that a month later, Instead of three months later, they're going to be fully protected. Now, so what does Kathy and her daughter do for their the son and grandson? Uh, you know, a one-year-old can't say, you know, I'm feeling this way, I'm feeling that way. What do they do right. to keep the child as comfortable as possible? Yeah, give them Tylenol, give them uh, Advil. Those are going to be the, th- the things. And you know what? Kids can't talk at that age, but you certainly know that they're not having fun. They're going to slow down on what they eat. So certainly you want to make sure that their fluids are up as much as they want. And that's the time I hate to use the word baby them, but baby them. Let them have things that they normally, you might normally restrict. You know, give them more juice if they want juice. Um, Tylenol and Advil certainly are going to help keep any of the side effects of fever or pain down. But know again that these side effects are transient, but they're going to be protected from an illness that could be a lot worse. Yeah, good luck with that, Kathy. Uh, I appreciate your call. This is Linda. You're on with Dr. Kevin Most on WGN. Good morning. I have a question for Dr. Most. My daughter, who is 41, 
uh, became infected with COVID right around Father's Day. So I'm saying that's maybe three and a half, three weeks ago. Uh, she's fully vaccinated and she's boosted. She has a cough that just won't stop. Is there any point of her going to the family doctor? Is this going to go on? Um, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, Linda, cough, unfortunately, is the one symptom that lingers for quite a bit of time with COVID. And the reason being is that we know how much inflammation COVID makes in the upper respiratory as well as in the bronchioles, the tubes that lead to our lungs, that irritation stays there. And cough continues. So can she go to the doctor's office? The doctor's not going to have a whole heck of a lot to do. He'll be, you know, very empathetic and say, hey, let's try, you know, some tea and water and honey and things like that. Cough suppressants are okay, but they really are not great unless they're codeine-based, and we really try to refrain from using those except in the extreme cases. So I would tell her lozenges, cough drops, lifesavers, anything like that to keep the secretions off the back of her throat, but know that this is the inflammation that will slowly slow down and go away. Advil, good anti-inflammatory may help, but really it's going to be fluids in time. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back with Dr. Kevin Most. More of your questions at 312-981-7200 next. It's 948, and Dr. Kevin Most is always joining us to answer your questions about COVID and uh, other health issues that you should know about. Uh, Kev, we had uh, an interesting question on our text line asking uh, with the monkeypox Uh, so prevalent right now how safe is it for kids to be or anybody to be in community swimming pools yeah that's it totally fine you can go swimming in any of the pools that you'd like to monkeypox is not going to spread by that it is really spread by direct contact um, of lesions and vesicles on individuals so uh, certainly do not be concerned about monkeypox in the pool i'd be more concerned about you know being around kids with COVID than I would be, you know, monkeypox. And we look at these numbers, and it's a good story right now, but if you look at the total numbers, although it's increasing, it is still very small. And, and I know that we're looking at it more as vaccines are going to be available for uh, individuals who may be at a higher risk for this, but certainly something that we should not be afraid of at this point. Well, what about, you know, so many people are going to be doing outdoor activities this weekend. Uh, Should people be masked outside? Here's a a texter from 630 that says, we're going to a wedding this afternoon. We are vaxxed and double boosted, but the groom's family are anti-vaccine. What's a good plan? Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Those who you who are going to that wedding and have been vaccinated should be less concern than the individual sitting across the aisle from you who have not been vaccinated at all. Um, certainly, you can have an illness and spread that to someone who's unvaccinated. Um, but if you've been fully vaccinated, I'd be you know fine. I wouldn't be concerned. But uh, someone who's anti-vaccinated or an anti-vaxxer and has symptoms, I would try to stay as far away from them as possible. Yeah. How successful can this marriage be? Really, when yeah. <laughs> one side is vaxxed and the other side of the church is not vaxxed. <laughs> um, here's 708 area code. If I get double boosted now, I'm already, I already got a booster in December. Can I get a new booster in the fall? I'm going on a European cruise in October should I wait to get my booster closer to the trip? 
Yeah, you know, it's not a bad idea. If they've been, if they have already gotten their booster, right now they really wouldn't even be eligible unless they're talking that they hadn't gotten their third shot yet and they're over the age of 50. So um, waiting till you get closer to the thing is okay. You're, we want to make sure that you have it far enough in advance that it's working while you're traveling, if that's your concern. But if you're concerned about is it going to wane, that would be another thing at this period of time if you're going in the fall. A vaccine now will still give you great protection in the fall. The other concern I would say, or the other thing I would say is, keep your eye on what's going on over these next couple of weeks. And as we see more about the Omicron BA4, BA5 vaccine, see if that timing works out, because that's going to give you the best protection as BA4 and BA5 in Europe are rampant right now. Wow. Okay. Well, that's good to know. People are, you know, people are so anxious to just start traveling again. You know, check and yes. see, check and see what yes. the numbers are where where you may be going, uh, especially if it's England. Yeah. Oh, really? Really? Yes. Interesting. Okay. Well, uh, you know, every Fourth of July weekend, we hear these stories of uh, fireworks that go awry. Uh, people who are you know blowing off their own fireworks displays in their alleys or on their streets or whatever, and they think they know how to do it and they can do it safely and we hear we still hear these stories every single year what are the what are the kinds of problems are you seeing in your emergency rooms uh, over a 4th of July weekend yeah dean it's interesting you know we have what we call safety huddles every morning and i can tell you that every morning this week in the safety huddle either myself or the head of the emergency department said please make sure you talk to everybody you possibly can about firework safety because we will have someone who blows the finger off. We will have a child who, you know, has damage to their eyes. So certainly people have to really think about what they're doing and how safe that they can be. Because unfortunately what happens here is we're at picnics. By the time it gets dark, we've had alcohol. And now all of a sudden it's time for fireworks and things. And it's, I would just say to parents, be extremely careful with sparklers. People think it's very benign. Give it to a little kid and let him run around. I would say be extremely careful. People don't understand how hot those burn. Don't those burn and, it like in excess of a thousand degrees Fahrenheit? Or something correct, correct, close to two thousand. Holy smokes! So, I mean, I always tell parents if you're going to do that, please go to the hardware store and get eye protection for your child. Don't have them wear sunglasses because it's dark already and they're going to fall and they're going to do more damage. Have them wear protection for their eyes and stand with them and don't let them run with those. Those are probably the biggest thing and then also the guy that wants to light a firecracker and then throw it or light an m80 and then throw it those are the ones you can't tell how short a fuse is how quick it's going to burn those are the things we get in the emergency room where we have damage to hands that is something uh, of all your body parts you certainly do not want to damage your hands and uh be really careful yeah uh and um what about the effect on hearing does it, uh, I mean, it's a, this is the, the grumpy old man. It's annoying when it's happening, where they're just blowing off explosives like that. But is there, is there some effect on a person's hearing when they're, when, they're, when they're the ones doing the exploding, standing fairly close to it while it's happening for a prolonged period of time? Correct. 100%. You know, people, when and if you're not, if you're not blowing off, but someone does it next to you, um, I can tell you that, you know, you look at M80s, you look at some of these firecrackers, they can do enough damage to hearing if it's close to you that you'll have permanent hearing loss. Mm. So 
So certainly you want to be extremely careful about your hearing. Whether you wear hearing protection, that's fine. If you're going to really want to do this and make sure, then go ahead and wear muffs or put in hearing protection because your eardrum is so fragile and so small that not only the sound but the pressure from some of these can cause damage. I would say, too, to people, be polite to your dogs. Dogs' hearing or, you know, animals' hearings are so much more sensitive than ours. Um, Put them somewhere where it's safe and that they're not going to get injured. Oh, my gosh, that's so true. I I had a big old German shepherd, you know, that uh, hid under the bed every 4th of July when the, the crazy neighborhood fireworks, you know, started. You know, it, it's, yep. it scares any kind of dog, and, and I'm sure their their hearing is much more effective than ours. Uh, how, how, what what can we do to prevent uh, tick bites? Uh, what can we do to prevent uh, mosquitoes, the kinds of things that people might be dealing with after they're going to spend all weekend outside? Yeah, Daniel, we really haven't talked much about Lyme disease. We haven't talked about West Nile much because we had such a focus on COVID. But we have to remember that this is the season right now. So for those of you who are going to go out and go for a a hike today, you know, or go walk through the woods, certainly look out for ticks. You know, we want to make sure that you're wearing appropriate clothes, that you have a DEET, D-E-E-T, protection on to keep those uh, ticks off. And probably the most important thing is to check for ticks after you have walked. Mm. And we're talking about the deer tick. People think about wood ticks that are fairly big and easy to see. Deer ticks, which carry Lyme disease, are much smaller. So really be careful what you're going to wear. Be careful, make sure that you have protection on because deer ticks are everywhere when you walk in through any of the uh, forests in this area. And same thing with repellents, I guess, for mosquitoes. That's probably all you can do. I know somebody that when they get a mosquito bite, I mean, you know, when most people get mosquito bites, they get a little bump and it's super itchy. Uh, This person gets welts, giant welts from them is that like an allergy to the mosquito bite or what what's going on with that yeah it kind of is so it's it's a histamine response we have histamine in our body we've all heard of taking antihistamines like benadryl we have histamine in our bodies and it's kept in cells and it's only released when the body sees something foreign that it says i want to get rid of this so that's what an allergic reaction it sees something foreign doesn't like it some people are super sensitive to insect to mosquito bites and like you said, they get welts. Those individuals hopefully understand it and know it early on in life. And during that season, if they get a mosquito bite, they're putting ice on it right away. They're taking antihistamines, and they're trying to make sure that they're not getting bit by putting on as much repellent as they can and being careful about right. not being out at dawn and dusk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's disturbing when I, I've, I've seen it happen. It's like, yeah. what is that thing on your arm? Holy smoke. <laughs> Kev, have a safe uh, 4th of July weekend. Always great to talk to you, and uh, uh, hit them straight today. You got it, team. We'll talk soon.